come to this happy place. Welcome. Welcome, foolish mortals. Welcome aboard the Jungle Cruise. I'll be your skipper and guide down the rivers of adventure. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Green Finder. Are you? Lightspeed to indoors! Oh, now there are adults without children that go to Disney, and they're called weirdos. Now, as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. Welcome, all you other weirdos, along with us, as Jim Gaffigan called us, <laughs> to the happiest podcast on earth. See what I did there? I did. I like it. I don't know if we can use that. We might get it. I'm Just not... to the edge of copyright infringement, yeah. but not quite over. That's where it let to be. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're about to get a mouse-shaped cease and desist, but that's not going to stop <laughs> me. We're back for another episode of Park Hopping, the Talk Nerdy to Me spinoff, with uh, Jungle Cruise skipper Obi-John. Hello there. And... Ghost host with the most? <laughs> Me, Captain Chris. Yay! I love it. Uh, and we are uh, we're broadcasting this. Well, we have a Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide headquarters, mm-hmm. but we actually broadcast this show. We actually broadcast Park Hopping from the 13th floor of the Hollywood Hotel. Hollywood Tower Hotel. Hollywood Tower Hotel. I left out the word Tower. The Hollywood Tower okay. Hotel uh, from the 13th floor uh, we are recording right now, as as a matter of fact. So, so perception gets a little weird. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't adjust your settings no. or your radio. Uh, it's just that we're broadcasting. Yeah. Yep. But we're not here to talk about the Twilight Zone, which also would have been a great uh, subject of discussion for yes. this episode. <laughs> we can save that for next year. Yeah. But uh, because it's October, because it's a spooky month, it's our favorite month. We are going to deep dive into all things, also in celebration of its 50th anniversary that it just had in August. The big, haunt. What, what's up? The big five zero. Yeah, it turned the big five zero. It doesn't look a day over thirty-five. The haunted mansion. Now, one hundred and thirty-five. One hundred and thirty-five is probably about right. I'll tell you what I really want, what I really, really want. At the next uh, the next time that I go to Disney, they made a – here's the only thing that I don't like about it, though. They made a magic band of the wallpaper yes. in the Haunted Mansion, but the colors are inverted. So instead of black right. on purple, it's purple on black, which I get. I like. I understand for just a visual, like why they did it that way. It's still a little disappointing, but I love it. Give them time. They'll yeah. do more. Oh, yeah. The Haunted Mansion is, is a beloved, beloved attraction that is only getting more popular, as evidenced by the fact that this year, as of, like, right now, you can go to several stores. I actually picked up the Hot Topic exclusive Merry Minstrel uh, nice. pop vinyl. And, uh, of course, you and I both have the uh, – I got a story about that, though, the uh, the Ezra in the Doom buggy. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do have a story about that. But, um, uh, yeah, there's a line of 
Haunted Mansion pop vinyls, which I need to get. I need to pick up the last of them because uh, there's a few more that I need to get. But um, I can't find that Madame Leota one. That's the one that I really want more than all of them, and that's always the one that it's out. Like it's sold out first. So okay, I'll look out for that one. Right. And they made a park exclusive that glows in the dark that I know I'll never get, but that's okay. Because the regular one looks pretty awesome. So, uh, but yeah, we're talking to all things haunted mansion. Uh, you know, I've I've been to I've I've made uh, I pale in comparison to you. I've made two Disney World trips, and both times, uh, you know, I've I've fallen in love with the haunted mansion for many reasons. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, the first time it was just because it was just. I'm not going to lie. The first time it was because it was 98 degrees and there was air conditioning, which is always <laughs> yep. great. Uh, but then you, you step inside and, and from, from the beginning, from the moment you step into the line queue, uh, just an incredible ride. And the interesting part about it is the history of the haunted mansion is just as intricate and complex and woven into oh, the yes. fabric of Disney as, you know, the ride itself. And we will get into that uh, before we get started. Sorry, because uh, if we're going back to the beginning, yeah. let's go to the very beginning. Okay. Um, what sparked my love for this attraction? Because this, the Haunted Mansion, specifically the Haunted Mansion in Disney World in Orlando, is my absolute favorite Disney or any other theme park attraction. Anywhere. Uh, even when the Ghostbusters Spectacular was a thing, even when Jaws the Ride was still operating, Haunted Mansion, far and away my favorite thing in a theme park. Um, and that stems from, uh, you can trace that directly back to, as you can, many things in my life, to Nancy Peacock. Ha! Huh. Uh, so let me take you back, jump in the Wayback Machine. Set it to, and I'm guessing here, summer of 1990? Get in, loser. We're going to the summer of 1990. <laughs> I was five years old, maybe six at that point. Uh, and we were taking a family trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, as you pointed out, what happened many, many times <laughs> yep. uh, after that. Um, <laughs> at this point uh, in my life, I am obsessed with Ghostbusters. Uh, so nothing's changed. Um, it, it's my favorite Saturday morning cartoon. I've got all the toys. Uh, it's my it's my thing, man. It is my jam. Yeah, yeah. So we're walking up that. to the queue in Liberty, and the organ music is in the outside, and it has that kind of you know you know dead trees and creepy things out front. And we're walking through the queue with all the graveyards, and there's like you know random wolves, even though it's the middle of the daytime. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it starts to freak me out, uh, and, and we get to you know the entrance when like the uh, the the maid or the the house guy whoever oh, yeah you, yeah does in that creepy voice that they're supposed to do yep um and I start to freak out and I'm not gonna go and I'm I'm like on the verge of throwing a temper tantrum about not wanting to go on this ride and uh, <laughs> I think the genius manipulator she is stops grabs me by the arm looks to me and says and I'm gonna go ahead and say this on air mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jonathan Dale Peacock I thought you were a Ghostbuster. Ha! I'm just like, what? She goes, would a Ghostbuster be afraid to go in here? You're like... 
like flipping a switch. <laughs> I go from tears to get out of my way. Let's do this. You, you want me to, uh, I'm, me to I'm, bring I'm, you back? Close your eyes real yeah. quick. Close your okay. eyes. Okay. There you go. Uh, uh, see, now I love that sound. <laughs> Five-year-old me, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's uh, literally like like flipping a switch. I went from like tears and not wanting to go to get the fuck out of my way. We're doing this. No, we are doing uh, this. And I'm gonna, shit. I'm gonna lead the. We're doing this. Um, and from that moment on, uh, because my mom dared me to and huh. called me out on it, uh, it has been my favorite attraction. Uh, I love it. It's it's. As I've been said a million times, it's one of those amazing attractions with the park like you've said and it's an enduring it, it is a foundation parks and oh, and yeah. we'll get into this later in the show but literally every disney park ever has some version of the haunted mansion we'll get into that later but that speaks volumes to the popularity of the room oh absolutely and the thing just i wanted to share that no and, and i love the fact because you're exactly right is that it stands out because it's so different from everything around it I mean, it's it is li- like it's it's right at Liberty Square. So you've got the uh, now you've got the uh, the Muppets little show, and you've got the yep. Hall of Presidents, and you've got the uh, the store that's always the Christmas store. Uh, yeah. And so I mean, it's like, and it's smack dab. It's next to the uh, what is it, the Swiss Family Robinson plateau platform. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it's like, and then next to that is this giant creepy haunted mansion so it, at the end of the street yeah right like it, it sticks out like you can't help but like it catches your eye because it sticks out like everything else is so bright and honestly like americana and then you look over and it's like what the heck and it's this like like okay here's here's the way that i like here's how it, what it reminded me of the okay. first time i ever saw it was every neighborhood has like that one run down house that that is it's an eyesore because everybody else you know is out there keeping up with their lawns and this house um you know they don't mow the grass and there's there might be like a car on the lawn that has has no tires on it but it's there and it just like it sticks out because it's kind of dilapidated. It's run down. It's just kind of like, oh, it's like someone lives there and there's always like an urban legend about it. That's that house in Disney. And it's yeah. like, it's like such a non Disney thing. But then at the same time, it's such a Disney thing. So it's this really weird dichotomy. It's, it's awesome. Like it, it sticks out for all the right reasons and it draws you in. And then once it, once you get in it, it catches you and it doesn't let you go. So I love it. Fun fact, because uh, you mentioned it. Yeah. In Disneyland, uh, which opened first and is home to the original Haunted Mansion, which uh, to my shame I've never been to, uh, but they literally built New Orleans Square in between Frontierland and Fantasyland, mm-hmm. which is exactly why Haunted Mansion is placed there. Right. Uh, it, it's meant to be the bridge between two different worlds. Disney World. Brilliant. Where it's between Frontierland and Fantasyland as well, I believe. If I'm remembering my part geography correctly. I believe you are exactly right. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. It's, um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's not only is it, it, does it stick out, um, but there's an entire other, like, land built around it. <laughs> 
just to try to sort of mask it a bit. Um, and in fact, uh, fun thing. So I, I spent all of today researching Honda Mansion. I love I'm it. Full of useless factoids. The best um, homework ever. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but uh, so they, the original Disneyland did not open with Honda Mansion. It took almost a decade of developing, and, and if you want to go far enough back, twenty some years of development before what we know as Haunted Mansion actually came around. But uh, in August of 1969, 10 years after the park itself opened, uh, and after Walt had passed away, sadly, uh, the Haunted Mansion finally opened. But outer building, the facade, the, the main house, was standing for several years before the actual rest of the mansion was ever built to the point that it became a bit of an urban legend on the Disneyland property as to what is that house. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And it was everything from like, oh, it's where Walt lives on property, <laughs> which seems kind of plausible, yeah. uh, to all kinds of outlandish um, stuff on my notes for five pages of That's, uh, it, it's It's Donald Duck's BDSM dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I heard that one. Uh, so eventually, they posted a sign up front <laughs> saying, "This is like the future site of the haunted mansion." And they very Disney tongue in cheek. It was uh, uh, sign up now for your afterlife retirement plan, um, things like that. So, kind of letting people know what it was. Um, but yeah, so for it, it's like a sore thumb compared to the rest of the park, and yeah. yet for a very long time, it stood up very much because there was just this building set off the beating path with a giant wrought iron gate that kept you out of it. And what the hell is that? Uh, so if you think about it, it was a uh, amazing publicity for a ride 10 years ago. Oh yeah. Showed up. I mean, yeah. that's what is that house? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, uh, you know, when, when psycho first came out and it was, you know, the word of mouth of like, don't let anybody in after it starts because it's too terrifying. And like word of mm -hmm. mouth spread. That's, that's good old fashioned word of mouth, uh, and and it, admittedly, most of the a part of that, a big part of it was not their fault because there was a little thing uh, called the World's Fair that got in the way yes. of the production of of the house. But honestly, after because because I did I did a little bit, not as much as you did, uh, but I I was reading through some some history, and it kind of seems like that was a, such a big blessing for the ha for for the mansion. Having that delay of the World's Fair kind of helped yeah, it a lot. Then I love the story of how it came to be because if at any point along the way things went the way they were supposed to go, we would not have the Haunted Mansion we have today. Originally, it was intended to be a walk through a uh, where we walk through the house, and they built. Uh, they were going to build duplicate houses to to help um, with the, the traffic flow and, and uh, um, uh, occupancy. Yeah, there we go. The number of people they could have in it. Yep. It was just going to be a walk-through attraction. And there's still a little bit of that in the, the mansion in California. Um, the ride queue, you walk through a hallway with paintings that lightning flashes and the, the paintings change and the lightning flash. And that's like the last holdover of the walk-through part of the attraction. Uh, at one point, it was going to be the, the Museum of the Weird. It wasn't even going to be the Haunted Mansion. It, it changed uh, what it was going to be several times. And 
concepts later when we go to the other parks. But uh, it, it, it's just you read the literally almost 20 years of, of development. The opening became what it was, and it's just it's crazy. It's a, um, it's a minor miracle that it turned out yes. like exactly the way it is, which is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Uh, there for a long time, there was a internal debate between the Imagineers as to what the tone of the attraction should be. Uh, there was a group that argued that it should be scary. It's a haunted house, and we consider ourselves to be like the premier theme park in the world. We should make a scary haunted house because they're supposed to be scary. And there were others who said, yeah, but we're Disney, and we don't want an attraction that scares the piss out of kids right? Uh, because it's Disney. So this back and forth led to the tone we get now where the first bit of the ride is a bit spooky and scary and creepy. And then once you hit the graveyard scene, I don't want to say silly, but it's much more lighthearted than it is creepy and spooky. Well, then it becomes Uh, a musical. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But that went back and forth. the Omnimover, the Doom Boat, you know, the iconic part of that ride. Right. Weren't even, like I said, it was originally going to be a walkthrough. Uh, and they, they settled on the Omnimover uh, because it allowed them to move more guests in and out, uh, specifically move guests out faster than if yeah. it was a walkthrough. Uh, the worry there would be that guests would just come in and stand around and, and never leave it. Um, and also, Yeah, and that's directly from if it hadn't been for the World's Fair, right? We wouldn't have gotten the Doom Buggies. Well, and and like it, it twofold. Number one, it lets up to three people, sometimes four if they're small enough, um, get in in one vehicle at a time. So you you, mm-hmm. do, you get much more volume, but also then they can control where your focus is. Exactly. So they can point it at certain areas at certain times for certain effects. So it it was a a twofold, um, you know, gift Wait. from the heavens. Of the- yeah, and, it, and even the way the the buggies are shaped, um, it limits your peripheral vision. Yeah, you know, if you're sitting back in it like you're supposed to, uh, it wraps around the sides and limits your per- so you don't see other people in the cars. Uh, which is you know the thing that every kid does is like you put your head on the corner and you just see like the line of other be- uh, dune yeah. buggies running on a track. But if you're sitting in the way you're supposed to be, uh, it isolates you from everybody else, so it feels like it is a one-on-one experience. Yeah, first time, is- first time I went through it, I looked at the other the other buggies. And uh-huh. the second time I didn't, and the second time was so much better. So much better. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much better. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then there's the, you know, the iconic uh, do not lift up your lap bars. Yeah. I will adjust them for you. Yeah, that, that's just – that, that's what I love about Disney is they go the extra mile. Like yeah. all it is is your lap bar is coming down so you can be sitting. That's all it is. But we because it's the Haunted Mansion, yep. we're going to throw something in there. I will lower your safety bar. I love it. It's great. Uh, yeah, and it's just, uh, sorry, I'm going through my notes about no, like, no, the history good. of the attraction to make sure I didn't miss any, any tidbits. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those perfect, um, it, again, it, if tons of things had gone the way they were supposed to, quote unquote, we right. never would have gotten the ride as it is. Because, yeah, you, and you mentioned that there were, there were two camps that were kind of discussing, tone and i think it does have that perfect balance of 
yeah, like it's it's there are parts that are scary and there are parts that are, you know, terrifying is a is a bit of a of a stretch. But like there are parts that are you're like, oh, that's that's creepy. But it's never like it's never over the top. Like you want to close your eyes. Scary. Uh, like there's a hint of, you know, fun and and cleverness behind it all that it's not, you know, absolutely terrifying it's um it definitely has the the disney feel to it uh-huh. with the so, ghost host saying uh you know here's our yes. library of all the ghost writers and uh um you know all these first editions and I like they they make a lot of you know puns about about that so like really really funny really good like there, there's enough like beats of laughter to kind of release that tension a little bit a second and talk about the all freeze the ghost host yes can we uh please uh he makes that right yeah from the get-go i mean like he he sets the tone uh it, it's it's he's that perfect almost uh vincent price-esque uh, a timber to his voice and, yeah. and the way he delivers those lines like he's just creepy enough without being again scared the piss out of kids creepy right and then again once you come around the corner and you're in the graveyard scene and then now it's a party he can like the voice picks up and it's it's a little more playful he's he's sort of punny right um not quite uh crypt keeper punny no. but um. <laughs> uh yeah like, like, for instance, like, let's just, uh, like, to give you an example. Do not pull down on the safety bar, you were please. About, you were talking about. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. It is, like, it's, it's the perfect mix of, like, creepy, but also... Like there's this little bit of uh, like fun mischief in his voice, like the parts where he's like, um, uh, you know, no flash photography, like the spirits don't like the flash photography, which is funny. Yes. Uh, Yes. So there's like those no flash photography. It scares the ghosts. Right. Right. So there's like those little touches that it's like when you go through the rules, but they do it in a way that is like stylized for a haunted house. And he plays that perfectly. And again, he's so he he's in both uh I believe both parks. Uh they yeah. had him record stuff for so I think he's actually in three parks. But that, that voice is is synonymous and with <clears throat> in my head with Honda Mansion and any time I hear that delivery and that voice. Yeah. It's just it's so iconic. I think the only thing that's not him is they got a sound alike for the Spanish version. That would make sense. Like, there's a Spanish, like, because in in recent years, uh, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the safety stuff, is done in English and then immediately in Spanish as well. And mm-hmm. so they had a sound alike record the Spanish safety stuff. But other than that, yeah, it's still all him, and it's still so perfect. And every time I hear about them updating the uh, the ride, that thing i fear is that we'll lose that or you know we'll record it with somebody else who might be okay but not as good like it's just it's right 
goes back to the beginning of the riot. So it's it's been there for 50 years. I know, right? Isn't that insane to think about that, like, that your ghost host is the original ghost host from 1969. And it's still just as effective today as it was in 1969. <sighs> What to go next again? Sorry, I don't really have I have things very much organized to like sections and whatnot. Today is always kind of a better shot, though. So. No, well, um, there's, there's a lot to cover because there's a lot of different aspects of yes of the ride and you know how it's why it's been an iconic staple for 50 years. So there's a lot of ground to cover. There's so, a lot to unpack. Yeah, we've we've so we've talked about uh, sort of the history of the ride. Uh, and how it came to be, it was, it was an idea of Walt 20-some years in development. Uh, it opened 10 years after Disneyland itself opened. Uh, the one we're familiar with, the uh, Haunted Mansion in Disney World, opened in 1971. Uh, fun fact, when they were building the mansion for Disneyland, they built duplicates of all the animatronics and gags so that uh, when they, while they were working on Disney World, they would already have them ready for that park. So that one rolled out much quicker. Um, that being said, there are differences. They are not the exact same ride. Differences. Library scene and the endless stairway are only in Florida. Um, because so, of space restrictions, right? Because of that train yes, track. Yes. Like with everything <laughs> in Disney World in Florida. There is more space. Like yeah. Walt himself says, Florida, the Florida project has with it the blessing of Psy. Mm -hmm. um, land is not cheap in California, and their credit, they utilize the space they have very well at Disney. Uh, Walt went out to Florida and fuck ton of <laughs> uh, swamp land, super cheap, uh, to the point that they've built an entire city complex uh, in Florida. Uh, literally, to get off Disney property, depending where you are, it could take 20 to 30 minutes to get off Disney property. They have their huge. own, like, police force and public works Fire department, department and, like, yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Because it's uh, if you're there, <laughs> If you go there to visit and you're watching the Weather Channel, you catch the forecast. So, you know, like, you know, your city, your zip code has yeah. a – Walt Disney World has its own Weather Channel forecast. Uh, it's huge. So, yes, the, the mansion in Florida is bigger. Uh, there's also a couple other differences. The the stretching room, um, the iconic stretching. You know, the first you walk in and it's the the door with or the room with no windows and no doors, which leaves ah, you the ah, mystery ah, of how ah, to get out. In that is an elevator mm -hmm. that lowers you down to where the rest of the ride is built because uh, all around the California park is a burn. Excuse me, which is basically a giant man-made hill to keep you from seeing anything outside of the park, so that you don't see the rest of Anaheim uh, while you're in the park. When you're in the park, your sky, your your skyline is very much controlled by them. Yeah. Um, so it lowers you down, and I think part of it is underneath another attraction. Uh, I should have done better. Yeah, because I know um, like, and, there's the um, there's that. Like yeah, you, you basically like you go under the railroad tracks. Um, at yes, some point. yes, you and go like, under the Disney. Right. Um, in Florida, it's not. No, I won't tell you what it is or isn't because yeah. is the room getting longer? We don't know. It's 
That's, that's uh, the wonder of the uh, the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, we're not going to show you all the magic. No, it? of course not. We're not cruel. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's got some, there are some different. Um, uh, every every haunted house is looks different. Their design is different. Um, so the, the original in California is meant to be an old New Orleans style, like, plantation home, um, which kind of ties it into um, Pirates of the Caribbean. We'll get into that. But, um, so the one in California is meant to, excuse me, the one in Florida uh, is different. It's meant to look like a uh, colonial era home because it's in Liberty Square, which right. is all about, you know, uh, 1770s America. Plymouth Rock, uh, baby. America. Yeah, or 1800s, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, other ones we'll get into later, but uh, they look different. The exception being, uh, I believe, Tokyo Disney is an exact copy of the one in Florida. Uh, so it looks the same. We'll get more. But the other ones all have, for the most part, they all have their own look and vibe. Uh, they are not exactly the same. Part. Um, there's differences in each of them, which is why. Uh, my other. Yeah. Um, and one reason I get out to the California one at some point in my life. I know. In the I, ballroom I really scene. need to go. Yeah. Uh, in the famous ballroom scene, um, which is full of the uh, the dancing ghosts at yep. parties. On one end of that room, there's a ghost playing an organ. That organ, this is total film nerd stuff, that organ is a recycled prop from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That is Captain Nemo's pipe organ. That's crazy. Being played by a ghost. Copy of that, but the one in California is legit screen-used prop wow. recycled by Disney. Wow. I love that movie. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's one thing on my list if I've got to get there so I see that day. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a yeah. uh, in that same scene. Uh, there's a one of the one of the uh, place settings is a hidden Mickey. Oh really? Yeah. There's a. Uh, see, you're way better at me than, than <laughs> I am at that, that the hidden Mickey stuff. Um, yeah. There's there's one place setting. Uh, where, and it's towards the end. It's like right before you get to the part where the portraits duel. Um, it's mm-hmm. on that end. It's on the, like the far okay. end. Uh, but there's one and it's on the side, like it's on the, the close side. It's on the near side to the, to the buggies. Uh, but yeah, one of the place settings is, is arranged to be a hidden Mickey. So, uh, next time That's you're awesome. there, take a look. Yeah. Here, you catch a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Um, it's only because I ride them like 50 times every time I'm there. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's I'm like, every so, time I see something different. The, uh, and it, a whole host of physical gags to pull off the look of the ghost. We talked about the Disney magic. We're going to lift back that curtain for a little bit. Um, so that the, the endless hallway. Yeah. Forest perspective. People are filming. It's bigger up front. It's smaller the further back you go. So visually, it looks like it goes on forever. Uh, it's the same way we made Elijah Wood look like he was Hobbit in Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, it, it's it's a that good old standby of Hollywood filmmaking. Uh, they utilize um, that a lot in the uh, that floor on the Tower of Terror 
when the doors yes, open. Yes, they do. And you look in, yeah, that's another force perspective. So they were big on force perspective in the... Uh, and another reason why the Doom Buggies were a perfect vehicle, because, again, it's your peripheral vision, and right. they directly control what you're looking at. That illusion doesn't quite work unless you're dead center on. Yeah. Um, lots of, you know, animatronic things, like, you know, the door flapping on the right and the clock. Yeah. The, the one thing that always fascinated me as a child, and I could never figure out how the hell did they do, finally learned in my uh, late teens um, when I started learning some filmmaking technique. Kids, we're going to talk to you about the Pepper's Ghost Trick. Oh, no. Fundamental, and it is still in use today. Mm. Um, all the fancy hologram shit you see now when, uh, was it Tupac came back to the, the, yeah. the enemies was, to the, and wrapped to Coachella. Yeah. yeah it, that is a, a updated version of Pepper's ghost trick. Here's how it works. Very simply. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection is the short answer. What, what you, what you do. <laughs> so that entire ballroom scene unseen to you and are all those animatronic figures uh, that are running through their cycles, dancing or sitting at a table or, you know, pulling out pistols and shooting each other. They're running through their animated cycle. What you're actually seeing, uh, if you look at that scene, there's pillars that look like they're holding up the roof. Yeah. Those are holding individual panes glass. What? Or specially cut for that ride. Um, and I'll get to a little story about that in a minute, but, so a light shines on the physical animatronics, which is reflected on the glass and then projected outwards. So what you're looking at is a reflection through a pane of glass, which is what makes them look translucent. What the fuck? They are actual physical animatronics. They didn't build them to be like, you know, see-through and we let them up right. from below or some shit like that. Uh, you're looking through a pane of glass, and you're seeing those images reflected onto the pane of glass. Look translucent and floaty. Because you can control what part is lit and what's being seen and what's not. Same trick uh, used to great effect in an extinct attraction that I know we'll get to at some point, the <laughs> Ghostbusters Spooktacular Universal Studios. Yes, because um, we need to do a deep dive into that just because I never got a chance to see it. Uh, Man, so many unanswered questions about that ride that I, I have been trying. I've been on a mission three years trying to dig up information about that. But I, I will, I will happily do a deep dive well, with you on that. Maybe, maybe we need to start uh, having the investigative journalism team uh, see if we can track down anybody who worked on that ride. There is so some employees, future. former employees, did an AMA answers in some sort. Some stuff about the development. I, I don't think I'll ever. And I will also happily send you a Nancy Peacock VHS <laughs> copy of that entire experience. Yes, please. Because uh, notices about uh, flash photography and videotaping mean nothing to Nancy Peacock. <laughs> well, you know why? Because they say, man, put the camera down. And she goes, is your name Julie? <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> Show for two right now. I love those. And it's okay. No, I will happily send you a VHS copy. Because <laughs> I don't think she's got that in any other flat format yet. 
Yeah. But we've got that uh, entire show on tape. We've got the entire uh, Ghostbusters Dancing with Beetlejuice on tape. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got all that shit, man. Somewhere I have a VHS is just marked Universal Ghostbusters, like 94, 95, whatever. Because uh, Kemp never got to go and see that. So I one time when I was home for a weekend, I VHS to VHS dubbed off a copy to give Well, jeez, yeah. We're... And then he left it in my room because he's Kemp. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is like in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Pepper's Ghost Technique. Uh, it is it, every Haunted Mansion ride or you know, ghost effect you've seen where you see that translucent ghost thing. That's what's happening. Uh, modern day holograms use the same principle. Obviously, the lights have gotten a lot better. We have LEDs now. Yeah. So things are a lot brighter. We can control that more. Um, that cool thing you see at the Halloween store where it looks like it projects the ghost out your window. That's using a pane of glass in your screen. Uh, all it's doing. But that is that was something that for years bewildered me as a child. Oh yeah, like, there's there like and it was really funny because the first time I went through, I was just like in awe of everything because I was just trying to take it all in, and you know, there's no way you can take it all in your first well, go around. Try, no. So, you know, going through second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time. And I'm just like, at, at some point I turn the corner and I'm not like just enjoying it. Like I'm still enjoying it, but then I'm like trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Then, then my brain starts to go, okay, that's awesome. How'd they do that? And yep. I'm the same way, dude. <laughs> so it's like, and, and, and I'll do that with, um, with movies too, to a certain extent where I'm like, oh, that was a really cool shot. How'd they do that? But like in the ride, it was funny because, you know, going through like seventh, eighth time, I'm like, okay, I think I saw that do that. And then that does that. All right. How do they do that? And I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm trying to like work out the mechanics of how to do it. And, you know, of course it's like, it's like an eight year old trying to do trigonometry. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm so far out of my element because there's like professionals who have spent their, have devoted their lives to pulling those tricks off. And, uh, I'm like a drunk baby trying to do math. Like it's just, it's, I'm so far out of my league, but I'm still trying anyway. And it's just like, it, it, it added an extra dimension of fun for me because I'm like, okay, now how do they do that though? Cause that's really cool. Um, even something as, as, um, like the, um, the lightning effects where the, the portraits change. Or the paintings yeah. change. Like that's a super cool effect that like I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's how they do that. And then like the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, but maybe not because that would seems a little too easy. But like I don't know if you get that effect. So it's like there's just so much stuff that uh, you know you well, you can unwrap it for forever. And what what I love about that is again, 1969, and they've been using the same ghost, you know, Pepper's ghost effect. For 50 years, it still works beautifully. Like that effect is still. I mean, yeah, they've they've touched up the costumes and whatnot, and you know, fix the animatronics, things like that. You yeah, know, replace the white bulb or two, but right. it's still working. It still fascinates kids. It still tricks adults. It's like, how the hell do you? <clears throat> for years, I thought ghosts were real because no, they've got them at Disney. Like I saw them. Like there's no way you can do right. that. Like stuff goes through them. They were real. Can, um, I, can I tell you my favorite little touch? Please uh, do. Okay. Uh, and it happens like almost every time. And it's only for like, you know, 30 seconds, 15 seconds. But like when your doom buggy inevitably gets stuck. 
Yep. And the, the voiceover comes through and is like, ghosts have gotten control of the machines, but don't worry, we're getting them out and you'll be back on track. And like, they even do like the, hey, sorry, the ride's broken right now, but we're going to get yep. together. Like, even that is stylized as the Haunted Mansion. Like, they don't break character even for that, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, you cannot beat Disney when it comes to theming. You know, I think we talked about this uh, one of the like that's the difference between a theme park and an amusement park. An amusement park has great roller coaster food, has great shows, like nothing wrong with an amusement park. Park is the one that goes they go the extra mile. From the minute you walk through those wrought iron gates, you are entrenched, submerged, whatever adjective you want to use. You are surrounded by the iconography of a haunted mansion, the gravestones. Um, the the sound effects, the music, the cast members in costume and in character, like everything about that immerses you. Mansion that you're going through to the point, like you said, where like the safety jargon <laughs> and the sorry, the ride's broken down messages. Nothing, nothing drops kayfabe. Everything stays. I love that perfectly. you use that term. Just for you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but, but total side note, uh, the best man at my sister's wedding this year used the term outkick your coverage. And I, ah! I'll be down. Yeah. Also, I, uh, free bar. I was drunk. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, um, okay. that's all right. That's, that's the difference between a, uh, amusement park and a theme park is oh, yeah. an amusement park. will have great rides. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but a theme park completely sends you to a different world for however long that attraction. Oh yeah, it's an, it's an immersion. It's an immersion. It's that suspension yeah, and, and of even disbelief. On the ride, everything is perfectly cued and themed. Like I said, you walk through a cemetery with lots of gravestones. But hey, guess what's on those gravestones? Tons of uh, Jungle Cruise quality puns. Yeah. And and just goofy limericks and and like it's all it's spooky, but it's also tongue in cheek about. It. It's yeah, because I think uh, like a lot of those names on um, like the remembrance thing are, are Imagineers and and stuff like and like influential people to help the, that help bring the ride to to. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say bring it to life because bring it to death. Um, <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. Now I'm getting into it. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. It's it's you know a, a a an amusement park is you know your it, it's a series of rides in your town. It's it's you know the the ride section of your local fair. A theme park, <laughs> it's the Six Flags. Yeah. yeah, like a theme park is like literally you are transported somewhere else. Now, like you were talking about the uh, the man made. Um, like shelf that you cannot see outside. Yeah. Uh, that you cannot see the actual skyline. They've created their own. Like that's what makes a theme park different. And that's also what puts Disney ahead of, and don't get me wrong. I love universal studios. Uh, at a point in my life, I liked it better than Disney. Like I love universal. I love what they do. Uh, I love that they've carved a niche for themselves as being like, into our kind of theme park. Um, but hey, Disney is still on and because they've been there so much longer. 
Disney is amazing. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm very glad Universal is still doing very well thanks to the Harry Potter stuff because I feel like Disney needs the competition to keep them going, keep pushing, keep innovating. Uh, you know, WWE was always better when it had WCW to compete with. Yeah. Um, well, the how's it like? It, they they always say you always run faster when someone's chasing you, not when you you're go. just running for fun. So uh, yeah, competition is uh, <laughs> despite the fact uh, or despite what some people might lead you to believe, but uh, competition is what this country was founded on and it should be competition. It should be, you know, first of all, you want marketplace alternatives because there are some people that just do not enjoy Disney stuff and that's fine. We call them weirdos. Um, but, uh, you know, there are, uh, you know, different things for different people and, you know, there's a market for it. If there is a market for it, then it will survive and it will thrive. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's good to have options. Uh, yeah, like we can go to Halloween Horror Nights and then, you know, parents who have kids who aren't into like super scary can go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Right. And so, yeah, it's all about options. And um, but, yeah, Disney just they've got it's an art form at this point for them. I mean, yep. like it is an art and you know, like they're they're in the middle of making uh, a bunch of new rides. Like at Hollywood Studios, a they've got lot that, of stuff coming. Yeah, they've got that uh, like that Mickey's Car Chase, uh, whatever that one is. Like the the Great Escape, Mickey's Great Escape, something or other. Um, and that like I immediately know that's going to be so much fun, just because I know that the people that are making it and designing it, like they have a passion for it, and they're they're into that art form. So like it's going See. to be awesome. Now, that's a trigger for me because uh, to get that, we had to lose the great movie ride. Yeah. And I will never not be bitter about it. Um, but no, yeah, it's it, again, the theming of is great because the attraction doesn't end when you get off the Doom Buggy. Um, we talked about it a little bit, you know, the, the queue to get in has lots of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the, the mausoleum that plays different musical instruments. Yeah. And one particular item that you flan uh being the observant detective yeah. that you are, yeah, you want to take it from there yeah, so um i th- there's a there's a legend that was actually uh I'll get into the truth behind it, but if you look very carefully somewhere in the queue, you can find a buried in the the uh the concrete you can find a wedding ring and you got to know where to look. It's, it's kind of off of the, the path and you kind of have to be real observant, but the legend has it is when you get up to the attic, the ghost that you see of the bride does not have the wedding ring on. And that wedding ring that is buried in the concrete is hers because it's a big diamond ring. So it turns out the story behind that is uh, early on in the the Haunted Mansion's history, somebody believed in the concrete that they found a ring. And so it kind of became like that was the story was that it was the bride's ring. And it turns out that what it was was it was actually just a cut piece of piping. And there was never actually a ring. 
so through yeah, I was a former uh, uh, hole for the key. Right. Um, so in one of the renovations, because the haunted mansion, I know we'll talk about this has gone through like four or five renovations, upgrades, changes. Uh, they've added stuff to it. They've kind of, you know, upkeep and everything. Um, during one of those, they actually did go and bury in the concrete, a real legitimate wedding ring that you can now find. And that's part of the, uh, it's part of the ride now is, you know, this, this, this fan theory, this fan story is now part of the, the haunted mansion lore. And if you, if you, uh, PayPal, iHeartStamos at gmail.com $5, I'll tell you where it is <laughs> because I have photographic evidence of, of, of it in the ground. So I can tell you exactly where it is. Uh, $5 if you PayPal it. Um, just kidding. I'm not, I still won't tell you where it is because you have to find it yourself. I did. You have to as well. But it's fun how they incorporate, um, you know, because because it shows the the passion behind you know that the that the fans have for the mythology and you know the property that uh, they're they're creating stories behind some of the characters, and then Disney's like, yeah, that's cool, let's throw that in there because that's awesome. Which is a perfect segue to a character we cannot. Not to talk about. Yes. We're doing a deep dive on Honda Mansion. Yeah. So, according to lore, the Honda Mansion contains 900 mm-hmm. ghosts. Yep. 999 uh, happy haunts. There you go. Some put a good number. Yeah. Have names and stories and identities and are identifiable characters to fans of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. One of those characters is an urban legend. Uh, for decades, uh, I'm of course talking about the Hatbox Ghost. Yes, the Hatbox Ghost. In California, uh, when the attraction first opened, uh, known as the Hatbox Ghost because he's a, a older man wearing a big overcoat and top hat. Carrying a hat box, which if you don't know what that is, it's okay. Uh, it's a box that you hold a hat in. Well, if you if you are old enough to know what a hat box is, you should probably go get a colonoscopy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just you know for your own health and safety. Uh, so the 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 trick with this figure was with a flash of lightning, his head, his body, and reappear inside the hat box. Right. Now, the first few weeks that the ride was operating, the Hatbox Ghost was there. And then the Hatbox Ghost disappeared from the ride entirely. He only appeared on some random promotional stuff, uh, posters and things like that. Uh, but the Hatbox Ghost was missing for decades. It became a big urban legend as to what happened to the Hatbox. And again, everything from it was a real spirit and it moved on. Yep. To the animatronic was removed for some reason and then was lost to history. Just no one knew what happened to it. Uh, this became like a Blair Witch level uh, internet manhunt of people scouring through photos and, and uh, press dockets and 
behind the scenes footage, trying to figure out what happened to the Hatbox Ghost and creating a timeline for when we knew it was where. Um, it was in. Uh, and finally, we kind of got an answer. Um, anything to add before I get into the real explanation? Well, like, and I yeah. first learned about it where there was a guy that was like, he was leading the charge about this. He was trying to figure it out because he's like, you know, he could, he could, there were like behind the scenes pictures that showed people working on the Hatbox Ghost. Mm-hmm. And like some of the Imagineers were, you know, working on it. And then. He was trying to go back and find actual footage to, of proof because for a while, like, nobody could even confirm that it ever actually made it into the mansion, ever. Because all of the videos and all of the photos that existed that, where, where he was alleged to be, he wasn't there. So, you know, this guy was trying to narrow down this timeline. And he's going through uh, old home videos. And it turns Which out, remember at this point was actual film because right. in 1959 no one had, or excuse me, 1960 no one had uh, uh, video cameras yet. Right, and so like he's going through, and uh, apparently um, there was footage that his parents had gone to the park and gone through the haunted mansion, and there was there was video that existed. Like his dad was just like. They said, you know, don't use video. And he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. He was very Nancy Peacock about it. <laughs> and um, he was like, fuck you, you're not Julie. And then he just started to record it. And it was like day two or day three that it had opened. And like for two frames, two like two little frames, you can see the hat box ghost in there. And it was like this guy's dad unknowingly was the one who – like blew it wide open and was like, so we at least know that on this day he was there. And so then it started off this whole thing where it was like, there's proof that he did actually exist. And it wasn't just a, you know, promotional material. Cause there was like some like cassette book, like read along book mm-hmm. that, that was like, that, that was the uh, front and center was the hat box ghost. And so people were like, the character exists. Maybe it was, you know, they designed it based on the behind the scenes stuff where like the character was planned, but for some reason something happened and they never used it. But by that point, you know, they had already, you know, used the, those designs, um, kind of like, um, to, to, to go back to a property that we've already talked about, kind of like how Kenner used the, the pilot for real ghostbusters to design the, the proton pack toy, even though yeah. when the cartoon actually came out, they had redesigned it. Uh, but you know, they didn't redesign the toy because it was based on the preliminary promo. Uh, so that was kind of the theory. And then this guy was like, Holy shit. Like my family busted this open. Like that's crazy. So it was like one of those weird, like circle things that kind of came around and was like, Holy shit. But yeah, like one of those that for a while it was like people didn't even think that the Hatbox Ghost ever even had stepped foot inside the mansion. And then we found out that he did, but the timeline was kind of funky. Like we didn't really know why he left or, you know, what happened, like you said. And then. I'll let Keep you going. Oh, and then uh, technology caught up to the design 
Because I believe, the, from what I've always heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the reason that it was, the Hatbox Ghost was taken out was because there was no angle. Like, in, inside the test studios and inside the test labs, they could make it work. They could make the illusion work. But going through the ride, the way that it, like, where he was positioned and the way that the effect worked is there was no way to make it legitimate, to look legitimate or to keep that illusion without having it either look stupid or not work or kind of give away how it was done. So they just scrapped it until technology improved. Yeah, there was, so it was revealed that the Hatbox Ghost was indeed there. Yep. Uh, it was removed a few weeks after operation because, just like you said, uh, the way it worked then, it was a lighting effect. Yep. And in testing, in darkness, it worked perfectly. Once they put it inside the ride, there was so much ambient light from everything else around it, it never quite worked the way they wanted it to. And we don't whether or not it was just, hey, we never figured out how to do it, so we never got around to it. I do believe the original figurine is legitimately just missing. Uh, no one knows what happened to it, where it disappeared to it. It's gone. As far as I'm aware, uh, the original Hatbox Ghost, missing. No one knows. Uh, but because the character became so popular and so beloved and such a symbol of the ride uh, and such a stupidly expensive pop vinyl. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. 600 bucks. Shane. San Diego Comic Con exclusive hat box ghost. Yours. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it, that's some bullshit. It's like um, that one and uh, unmasked <laughs> Jason Voorhees are on my wish list, and it's like I'm yeah. never fucking getting those. Yeah, one. Um, but no. So in 2015, the hat box ghost made his glorious return to the Hunter Mansion in California. Uh, a brand new figure, animatronic figure with a brand new high-tech modern effect that the Hatbox Ghost's head would disappear and on command. Uh, and you can go check out plenty of YouTube videos and see for yourself uh, that he is back. Uh, yeah, and with a vengeance, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks fantastic. It's, uh, stuff they can with modern technology and that's something we can get into a a little bit here on but it's so many great effects in that mansion that still work very well today and there are some that don't necessarily work that well and they walk a very fine tightrope between keeping the classic effects that people know and love and just renovating the entire thing and redoing everything modern uh, which you know, at some point, someone suggests. Yeah. Uh, look at the the newer ones that we'll get into a little bit later at other parks. Uh, again, just with with modern technology, surprise, surprise. There's a lot of amazing things you can do that you just could not do back in in the right. 60s. Well, um, yeah. There's only one effect that I don't like. Okay. There's the one that always sticks out at me that never works right, and I, I just I don't like it. I get what they're trying to do, but I just I think it's a miss because it's the it like it's it's 
so it misfires so many times. Uh-huh. Uh, is at the very end when it, you know they, they, he gives you the warning about how a ghost is going to follow you home. The hitchhiking ghost. Yeah, and then you, which I love the hitchhiking ghost. That's fine. It's a great idea. But then you go around that corner, and then there's the mirrors, and it's supposedly like interactive with you, but it's always for me. It's always been off by just a little bit. And it never looks right, and like it's just kind of like it. It go number one, it goes really, really fast, and some at some points it's hard to see. And number two, when you can see it, like the detection is off always by a little bit, and it annoys me. Interesting because that an updated version. Fact: um, the classic event was almost. Pepper's ghost, uh, where they just projected the ghost onto you, and and even then it didn't quite work because it, you know it, it's intended to be the ghost is like sitting in between you and somebody else, or like in the car with you. When I was a kid, it was always like the ghost is sitting on top of my face. Yeah. Uh, so it, it didn't quite that. work. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't quite work uh, perfectly then. So they've updated that. It's got newer technology, and the fact that it still doesn't quite work every time. That's an interesting, uh, uh, you know, some things are just never going to quite work perfectly every time. Yeah. Because a lot of that is, it was, you know, seated in just the right position. Right. So. Yeah. You got to be like, just right. Like, cause you know, for the three times that it's worked, there's been like 15 times that it hasn't. Yeah. And it's like. You know, half of my face gets cut off as he's, like, spinning it around. And it's just like, I get it because it's, it's a cool idea, and I really like it. I enjoy the Hitchhiking Ghosts, like, the idea of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it just, like, the effect just, I don't like it. I just don't think it's done. Right. I, I feel like there's just, like, there's a, I know there's a way that you can do it. But I don't know. I, I know it's tough. Like I, I couldn't do mm-hmm. it because I'm not an Imagineer. I don't have the skill level to do that. But it's just like there's just something about it that I'm like it's you're, it's like a six out of ten. Like I, you're almost there. Yeah, but just missing something. There's so. a there's one effect uh, that has been added and removed twice and <laughs> uh, very limited uh, runs both times. Really. In 1985, for summer, they added that uh, specifically in, in one scene. There was a actor inside suit of armor holding an axe that would turn and chop the axe towards the. Oh, yeah. a live uh, now, action actor. Yes. So you've been to a, anyone who's been to any haunted house knows when you deal with live scare act, there's two reactions. Yep. <laughs> there's flight or fight. Yeah. I was going to say, literally. And you're stuck inside a doom buggy. So you can't exactly run away. The unpredictable reactions from guests. Um, they, they pull them out after that first summer, um, for, I believe one night only specifically for the 50th anniversary 
Celebration, uh, which was an event I would have killed to have gone to, uh, they did put live scare actors back into the Haunted Mansion. See, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing about this. I think if you had a live-action actor that was not doing something like two people in the Doom Buggy, if it was like part of like something that they see but isn't like coming at them, I think that would be better. Like, for instance, I'll give you a for instance. Okay. If the bride was like a person... Like, if the bride was a live action, like, something like that, where it's, like, you're not, like, interacting with the people, but it's, like, you're one of the happy haunts, or you're one of the haunts as they go by. I think that would work better. The problem with that is, because of the Omnimover system, there's never a time don't have people coming through. So how do you change out actors? Oh, you don't. They live there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, they live there. A problem solved. Uh, no. Well, what, what, I think of it? Well, no what, what they would have to do is they would have to, <laughs> at at a certain point, uh, they would have to, you know, like you'd have to prep for it, and then you'd have to give like an extra, like you'd have to stop and give like an extra like 30 seconds or something in between the cars going. Like you'd have to go from like one group to the next, you'd have to like hold them for like 30 seconds enough for someone to be like dressed and ready to go to just do the swap out. You'd have to streamline that shit. You would have to be like on it, but um, it would just require a little bit. And since the ride stops enough, I mean, you could probably do it anyway. Because that ride does break down an awful lot. But Well, as well, see, here's the thing. It doesn't exactly break down a lot. Anyone who's coming on you move her and you, you step on that moving platform and then get in. Yeah. If someone can't physically do that, they have to stop it to load somebody in. So it isn't so much that it breaks down, it's just that we have to we have to stop it. Right. All I'm saying is the haunted mansion is probably not ADA compliant. So you probably <laughs> shouldn't bring your busted ass wheelchair in to try and get on your doom buggy. Damn, bold you're, statement. Because you're you're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, one one thing you'll see not repeated in some of the later designs uh, is uh, as much as I love them, the Doom Buggies are definitely not ADA compliant. No, they are not. I don't think the ADA was a thing in 1969. No, it sure shit wasn't, and it's it's uh, it, 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 the ADA does not exist in the Haunted Mansion. And uh, especially if you've got one of those, what the what? What are those ones where like you can walk, but you got to bend one of your one of your legs, and so like your knee is bent across the thing, and it's like the little skateboard thing. That's not allowed in the haunted mansion. I'm just saying your, that right now. Your razor scooter? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a razor scooter, but it goes up to your uh, knee. Oh, okay. oh, it, yeah, I've like, seen those. Yeah, and like and so like you're walking with like your left leg, for instance, but your your right leg is bent in a ninety degree angle, resting on this thing. Don't bring that shit into the haunted mansion because the ghosts are going to steal it, and you're not allowed. Well, there you go. You've been warned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you mentioned uh, uh, the bride ghost. Yeah. Now uh, something we, we've said. So there are nine hundred and ninety nine. Right. Um. What is your favorite of those 999? See, okay. Are the ones who do have names and stories. What right. Do, yeah. uh, I've, got, I've got one and then an asterisk. Because I, <laughs> I don't think my asterisk really counts, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it anyway. 
Okay. Uh, because really, my favorite character in the entire mansion is the uh, the caretaker with the dog, which seems really weird. No, that's a great pick because it's it's a it's a human being inside the uh, inside the haunted mansion, and it's just a weird sight when you're like when you go in. And, you know, you, you go through the stretching room and you go in and you load and you go through like the library. You go like basically 90 percent through this ride. And then all of a sudden, like you go way downstairs and you're in like basically the like you go up to the attic and you come down and you're in basically the basement. And you're like, man, like this mansion is huge, stuck way down at the bottom. There's a guy with a lantern and a dog, and you're like, how the shit did he get all the way down here? And he's like, he looks terrified because he's scared out of his mind, and the dog is freaked out, and you're like, there's a person in here, which I love. Uh, but mm-hmm. immediately after that is my, my favorite like ghost character, which is uh, it's a five-way tie because it's the marble busts. Like the, ghosts. The, the the singing ghosts, uh, like the singing marble busts. Which... So so the groundskeeper we won't count because right, he's right. a living character. He's right. not a ghost. Yeah. So, so he was my go. asterisk. He was my asterisk. There you go. Uh, but I, and I didn't realize until I got further into doing some deep diving, is that the the marble busts actually have another story behind them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that that was that was a family that had all killed each other to collect an inheritance, which is crazy. And there's like, you can go in and you can find like this, there's a, there's a pretty decently sized story about how, who all of the, the family members of the busts are, how they're related to each other and who killed whom in, in the entire family and, and how, and it's just like that level of depth for, what are essentially, I don't want to say throw like a throwaway gag, but it's like a special effects gag because it's there's a great one, and and it's it's amazing. But they there's actually like a full in depth backstory behind this visual effect throwaway gag. Something else they do wonderfully, even back in the day. So those those are just projected faces onto sculpts. Um, so it looks like the actual marble is moving and singing, like you know, flawlessly. They're not just like you know animatronics repeating an action over and over. Fluid, like great. Um, and the names of the hose busts because these are great. Yeah, uh, Rolo Rumpkin, <laughs> Cousin Algernon, Ned Nub, Phineas P. Peacock. <laughs> Sorry, Phineas P. Pock. There it is. Uh, and then uh, one of my my favorite of them, Uncle Theodore. Yep. Uh, he's the one that's broken off. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking at the one that's like broken kind of off the side, uh, who is voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft. If you don't recognize uh... that name, I know you recognize you mean one Mr. Grinch. Yeah. He's the guy who sings that song. And if you don't know that. Um, wasn't he also a voice of Tony the Tiger? Yes, he was, sir. Right? Right. Nailed it. Look yes. at me. Look at me with the deep cut. Didn't that is also... That <laughs> uh, and the only reason I know that about him is I, like many, many, many other people, for years incorrectly thought that that bust was one 
Disney. It's not. It's oh. the Royal Ravens. Oh. Uh, but I, for years, just like a, a lot of other people, like, oh, hey, look, there's, you know, Walt Disney's one of the singing heads. No, no, he's not. Friends, I think they know everything. That is Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, I only have one friend who knows everything, and his name is Obi John. <laughs> so sit down and shut up, other people. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, I, I just, I love the fact that there is a, like a, a name and a history and an intertwined story with all five of them and their their projected faces on busts. It's just yeah. incredible. It, it, it's one, again, just like the um, um, Pepper's Ghost, it's one of those old-fashioned tricks that even though they've kind of, you know, they, they've put new projectors in and whatnot, but like it still works. That, that concept of just project the face onto a bust works perfectly. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's a great effect. It's a fun little uh, fun little visual sight, and because they're like they're towards the end of the ride, they're like at the very the, the very end of the ride, and you know it's it's one of those like you're kind of amazed by because there's a lot of there's a there, there's a lot to take in at the end because there's like the ragtime band and there's the uh the the mummy coming out of the the casket and there's there's just like a lot going on all at once it's kind of like a sensory overload and then you come around the corner and there's like that straightaway and boom to your right and it spins you there are the 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 family of singing busts and it's just like your full attention is on it and it's just like the only thing that you can see right there and it's it's Awesome, because the first thing you're just like, you look at it, you're just like, holy shit, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh, and it leads directly into Alex Ghost, which is a recent thing. Uh, my favorite character from Haunted Mansion is Madame Lee. Yes! Which is the the disembodied head inside the crystal ball. So Madame Lee, the character of Madame Yoda was a psychic. Uh, a medium who was conducting a seance in an attempt to summon the spirits of the house and make them materialize. She's the reason you're seeing all the night. Mm-hmm. She's the reason that before then you don't see the ghost. After her room, you see all the ghosts. One of the great little Disney imaginary storytelling things that I love. Yeah. Uh, that you could ride that ride a million times and pick up on that. And then someone points it out and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, but. It was one of those effects that, just like the Pepper's Ghost trick, as a kid, I could not figure out how do you do that. Because it's clearly some kind of face projected onto a, a sculpt. Okay, cool. I get that. Peter. And I know when you project an image of something, you can see the light projecting out from the, the projector. Right. I, I know that. Because right. I, you know, I, I looked behind me at the movie theater. <laughs> and I have never, to this day, figured out where... It's coming from. I've looked it up. I know now, but I had to look it up and figure it out. I couldn't just spot it on my own. It's hidden really, really well. Uh, and just when you think you might have it figured out, now you're during right. a refurbishment in 2006 or 2007, uh, the crystal ball is no longer set on a table. Mm-mm. It now floats right. above the table in midair. Yeah. So if it wasn't complicated enough to figure it out now. It floats. 
Yeah, uh, which I love because I feel like that's Disney kind of like, oh, you guys got this figured out? Yeah, try this. How, how did uh, uh, yeah. Roddy Piper put it? Uh, just when you think you have all the answers, they change the questions. Change questions. Damn, there you go. It's like, Wonderful quote. Damn, they, they got gotcha. you. They got gotcha. you. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I love this character. It's one of the few things about the movie we won't talk about yeah. um, uh, that I felt that horrible movie did right, which was Jennifer Tilly playing Madame Yoda. Yeah. Um, very similar in voice and appearance to the character in Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those because it's an awesome effect and it's an effect that's been updated, uh, uh, to its benefit. And because the character tells a critical part of the story, right? Like I've always loved Adam Leota. And just like you, that is one of those pops that I'm going to have. To yeah. Well, and Madame Leota is one of those characters that I believe maybe the only one, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the only character to my knowledge that appears in both the ride itself and the uh, the lead up. Um, when you're going through like the, the, the graveyard and all that stuff, there's a Madame Leota part. There is, and so I and I believe she's the only character that is in both. I may be wrong about that, but the, off the top, there's there's a tombstone uh, for Madame Leota in the, in the queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote this down. Uh, reads, "Dear sweet Leota, beloved by all in regions beyond now, but having a ball, ha, a crystal ball. That's uh, the jewel. If there's." Yeah, if there's another thing about that, I, I, I didn't. Um, because there's that part where, um, like, you're walking through, and it's, like, where you can touch the wall on the musical instruments, and it makes the notes. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, there's a part where, like, you're going around that corner, and Madame, Le- Madame Leota's, like, she's like, make a trumpet play out, and, like, it will play. Like, she'll play the sounds and stuff. And that's before you huh. can get in the ride. So it's, like... Yeah, like you, you hear her voice, and so she's got another part in that, in that part before you even get to. Uh, ready for this? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Before you even get to the part in the walk up where the diamond ring is buried, um, when you haven't even gotten into the mansion itself yet. Um, so she's got a part outside and inside, and I think she's the only one. Huh. I did not know that. And it, cause that there, there's a part where like books, like the books will come out of the wall. Um, and yeah, it's like the last part before you go. Cause you go around that corner and then you'll take a right and you go all the way down. And then that's where the mansion is. Like, that's where like they, you, they'll, um, like the carpeted part starts and they'll let you actually into the mansion. But like, there's a, there's like one of the, one of the ends it's like at a store it's like what they call the end cap it's like that end part that's facing the other way and uh-huh. like it's behind a glass thing and there's a madame Le- like madame leota's there and like she's doing stuff and i've always wanted to spend more time at that part but every time i get to there there's like nobody in front of me to get into the actual ride so i'm like hell yeah getting into the ride so i skipped that part but yeah she has an outside part and an inside part and i think she's the only character so I think that's pretty that, – that's it tells a lot about the uh, the durability is the wrong answer, but the popularity of Madame Leota. Yeah, there you go. Because also if you listen to that, um, 
she gives away, like, she gives uh, a couple little hints of some ghosts that you're going to see in the actual ride. So it's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool feature that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, kind of a fun little, um, fun little thing that she's got a, uh, she's got a foyer, I think is the proper term, uh, a foyer part <laughs> and an actual inside the mansion part. So. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. And popular enough to make a pop vinyl out of. So Hey, there you go. The fact that they did not announce a singing bust five pack. Uh, oh, my God. Like, bums See, you, know, you know that's going to be some kind of, like, like an STECC exclusive and, bullshit. And I'm going to hate them for it because that's such yeah. a good idea, and I love it, and I'm going to tweet at them and be all pissed off that, uh, hey, yeah. we love that idea. We talked about it before you announced it. You should just send us one. <laughs> send us one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, and and the, the, the thing is there's 997 others that you could have picked, and yeah. they all would have been good. Uh, so that's one of the things that I enjoy about there's there's heart. Um, you can write it a bunch and pick up all things because everything's told visually. Yeah. Uh, there's no part where they like the ghosts sit down and like tell you their backstory. Mm-mm. It's, it's stuff you kind of figure out as you, yeah. um, which is not to say that, uh, so storytelling in attractions is always a big thing for Disney and leading up to the creation and design of the mansion storytelling was a big thing for him too. There were a series of rejected story ideas. The ghosts from the Lonesome Ghost cartoon, uh, the Disney short cartoon, like they were going to be the main stars of it, and that got axed. Um, then they were going to do something based on Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman, because that was another successful like short cartoon they did, um, and they they squashed that idea. Um, there was the, the blood family storyline, um, that was sort of later reused where that it was supposedly Disney moved this mansion brick by brick from where it was to be in the park and didn't know that it was haunted and that apparently every previous owner had died mysteriously. And so they accidentally moved to a real haunted mansion. That was a ride for a hot or an idea for a story for a little bit. I think would have been kind of cool, but. Might have scared the piss out of kids. Um, yeah. And then there's my personal favorite. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was say, yeah, like that probably would have been a bit too scary. Yeah, that's a bit intense. <laughs> um, my favorite, because it would have directly kind of tied uh, this to another of my favorites. Uh, and it was also sort of reused in a, in a house. That's in the bride. Um, a wealthy sea captain built the mansion for the father of the woman he Mary, uh, who didn't think he had the means to support his daughter. Uh, they, you know, they were madly in love. I told their, uh, you can, you know, welcome to this house. You can go anywhere you want, but don't go in the attic. Mm-hmm. Well, of course she goes in the attic and she discovers that her brother, her husband to be is not just sea captain. He is a notorious pirate. Uh-huh. Uh, and up in the, all his booty and his hidden uh-huh. stuff. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So, uh, enraged by her disobeying him, he pushes her out of a window. Well, yeah, that's, how, that's comes, how you did it back in the day. Mm-hmm, comes back to haunt the manor, uh, which is the original explanation for the beating heart bride in the attic. That would have directly tied it in. 
like sort uh, would have tied Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion together because the owner of the mansion would have been a pirate. Uh, but it also does explain part of the ride. Um, we've talked about the, the, okay, so you're up in the, and then what happens? You, you go down a hill and your car turns around and then you come out. Have you theory that when you go down that hill, you're being pushed or thrown out by the bride. Oh. And then you hit, and now you're a ghost. And the reason that everyone is now singing and dancing, celebrating, is because they are welcoming you of the, which is why your favorite character, the care, the groundskeeper, is so freaked out when you come around and he sees you because you, ghost. Well, that's dark as fuck. <sighs> that's uh, but yeah so all of those were, as hell yep <laughs> but now you can scare kids with that yeah um but those you're were all rejected kids. and but you're uh, dead all you kids are dead you all died uh the other thing i'm pissed off about is the uh the caretakers or the groundskeepers pop vinyl is a uh, box lunch exclusive, so I have to track that. Of shit course, down. it is. Yeah, I have to track that shit down now. Uh, so ultimately, and thankfully, uh, they decided instead of going with one story for the entire mansion, to go with all kinds of different short, you know, smaller stories on us. Yeah, you know, I think that worked. Oh yeah, and that's why uh, my pitch for Disney Plus is Disney Plus needs to do a uh, Haunted Mansion series where every episode is the backstory of another of the 999 Happy Haunts. The care... Yeah. The Tales from the Mansion, Disney, make it happen, will work for cheap. Gosh, wouldn't that be the greatest? Like, you know, you... You can have... You can have the idea of this... Lifetime membership yeah. to the parks. I just want one of those gold, um, those gold uh, magic bands where it just lets you in all the time. That's all I yeah. want. No, no, not gold. We're platinum, bro. Oh yeah. No, wait, no. Make a special one for us. We're double black diamond. Ooh, I like it. You can have an idea, man. You can have yeah. it. Yeah, because I, I would just love that it would. Because then you could get like the episode on the Hatbox Ghost or the Singing Bust Family or you know all that stuff, and like you could get. Oh, like the uh, the other one that almost made my cut because seriously, for the first uh, two or three times that I went through the ride, I never even noticed it. But the portraits that shoot each other, like yes, the dueling portraits. I love the dueling portraits, and I would love to see an episode about the dueling portraits. Like, how cool would that be? Is yeah, like, you would get to just you'd get ah, I'm so sad that it's not a real thing. Well, it could be Disney. It's a golden idea uh, that you definitely have. So, any other uh, anything else about love before uh, we hop? I just uh, I I love the fact that the haunted mansion, like literally. 
first of all, the ride is a really long ride, which is awesome. Uh, it's like, it, it, it's one of the longest rides, if not the longest ride from start to finish, like from the, from the point where you enter the mansion and go through the stretching room to the loading zone all the way through, like it's a pretty long ride. I think the recording for just when you're in the doom buggy is 17 and a half minutes. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a full ride. Plus you have all the stuff before that doesn't count the stretching room. That doesn't count any other stuff. So, I mean, it's a good 20 minute ride, which is just amazing. Um, but it feels like, a lot of smaller rides smushed together, which is great because it's never boring or there, like there's no lull point. It's just like you're in awe the entire time. I mean, you know, nobody really needed my review, but there it is. <laughs> there it is. For, for for so many reasons, I think it's boring favorites uh yeah. it, it's again if you had to to narrow it down to like hey john you can do one attraction in the park what are you doing like that's my go-to for all of magic kingdom that'd be my go-to even though i've been on it more times than i can count that we yeah it suck at pandora <laughs> and, you know um yeah it gets my Eat it, galaxy's edge oh wow uh, it gets uh, my it gets my favorite for uh, Magic Kingdom for sure. Uh, uh-huh. Tower of Terror still barely edges it out uh, in my well, it's, overall. It's very, but... sorry, they're very similar. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it, they really are. Yeah, you know, Tower of Terror is, is very much like, hey, take two on doing a haunted house and and build it around like a more theme or a more uh, um, amusement park kind of a thrill ride. There we go. Uh, if, if you could incorporate a thrill ride element yeah. into a haunted house, bam, power terror. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically just a licensed, like on steroids haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like one and one a, like those are my two, like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, it's tower of terror and haunted mansion, like all day, every day. And, Everybody better be so damn happy that they're not in the same park because that would be the only park I would ever want to go to if <laughs> if they were in the well, same. And you bring up a good. Sorry, I'm going to keep talking. No, 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 you're all good. Like that's it. That was um, just the thing is like if you're traveling with me to Disney, like be thanking whatever god that you pray to that uh, they're not in the same park because otherwise I would be like I'm just going to be here and you guys can go do whatever. <laughs> uh. You bring up a great point because Haunted Mansion is still a, a growing few attractions park now that is not built around some other existing Disney IP. Like, yeah. it's not an animated cartoon that they turned into an attraction. It's not a you know, it's not a pre-existing IP that was turned into theme park attraction. It from the ground up was its own thing. Is its own thing. If and you know, it, it's it's. It's become iconic because of the attraction. You know, the shitty Eddie Murphy movie exists because of the popularity of this attraction. The I'd love to see it, but it's never going to happen. Guillermo del Toro Haunted Mansion movie exists because Guillermo. And, and, you know, 
everything in Disney is based on some other IP that's successful. Uh, and, and things that aren't are going away and being replaced by that. You know, the, the, the Maelstrom ride in Norway at Epcot is now a frozen attraction. Yeah. I see why they did it. I get it. You want to get butts in seats to bring people into the park, and you're going to do that more with Anna and Elsa than you are trolls and, you know, an Odin statue. Fine. I get it. That's the way things are going now. The, the new era of Disney want everything based on. Uh, and I already know I'm you know, The Living Seas uh, in Epcot is now the seas with Nemo and friends. You know, that's where we're going. But the Haunted Mansion, still its own thing. And crushing it. Yes, and thank God. And Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, you know, another uh, original OG Disney park. They went in and added Captain Barbosa and yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow in certain scenes. Uh, Eddie man. Murphy did not get added to this ride. Caretaker uh, was not placed by a scared Eddie Murphy animatronic. Well, I think there's, uh, there's a couple hundred million reasons why yeah. that didn't happen. Um, I think there's a little bit of a, a difference uh, <laughs> as to why Eddie Murphy did not get added to, uh, to that ride. Thank goodness. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So with that, you ready to do some park hopping? I think so. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, uh, let me see here. Hold on a minute. Okay. Hold there's, it. there's a, uh, there's a part that we have to do now. Uh, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but we're going to do this anyway. <laughs> and let's see here. Um, something maybe. Like this. Welcome to Universal Studios. You face the fury of King Kong. Join the Ghostbusters. Nickelodeon in action. More movie production than at any studio in Florida. Go back to the future. The only place on Earth where you can ride the movies. Absolutely spectacular design. Spared no expense. This park is a tram ride. We're putting people in the movies. You're a wizard. Doc this could be the most dangerous night of my life. On the Universal Studios Tour. No, I know we're not really going to Universal for this, but I really want. It's a wanted... bit of a false advertising. Yeah. I, I should have. Uh, I should have sent you sound. Rush, we're gonna. That's okay. I just uh, every time that we decide to hop, we have to use the universal. Uh, we have to use the opposite. So like because it's okay. weird, because like here's here's kind of how I how I picture it is like in the beginning, okay. like whatever our first topic is going to be, like sometimes that will be the like the the show open. Because if we're talking about a universal topic first, we'll use that one, of course. Uh, and then if we do it, like, let's say we do a universal topic and then a Disney topic, we'll have to mm-hmm. hop with the Disney music instead of that one. And I wanted to hear Huey Lewis in the news. So. <laughs> That's fair. It was, it was uh, kind so of what I'm hearing ball. is I, uh, I need to go through and make some intros then uh, just to cover our base. Yep. For, I'll spend a weekend doing it. Yeah, for yeah. every single park that there is that exists so for the first one we're not hopping too far so we've we've talked about um disneyland and disney world uh and it's some differences in the how the mansion between them but there's one big uh uh, change that only happens in california 
I know you do, babe. I'm never going. Uh, I know, babe. So from September to roughly January, uh, if you go to California, you will not find the Haunted Mansion. You will find the Haunted Mansion Holiday, which is they transform. uh, They completely transform the Haunted Mansion into a Nightmare Before Christmas attraction. Time periods because it covers both Halloween and Christmas. Right. Um, It is not just. Yeah, they don't just add Jack Skellington to a few scenes. It is a complete overhaul of the mansion. New animatronics, new scenes, new different effects. Uh, they shut down for several weeks to do the switchover. Um, so that is, again, it's it goes back to being the regular Haunted Mansion. Um, but if you are in Tokyo Disney or Disneyland from September to January, you will not find the Haunted Mansion. It will be the Haunted Mansion Holiday. I'm sure it's great. I have nothing against a Nightmare Before Christmas attraction somewhere in Disney, but I think it is blasphemy that they take out the Haunted Mansion to do it. Uh, It is for that exact reason that it does not happen in Florida because California gets a lot more local guests, people from California who were there, you know, it's, you know, 45 minutes or drive to go out to the park and they're there on a regular basis. So they do something different to bring people back into the park, whereas Florida is more of a uh, destination where people from all over the world go to stay there, so they don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, um, and yeah, people would be pissed. Well, no, number one, okay, here's 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 my issue. Yeah, number one, I would be super pissed off if they were like, uh, "Sorry, the mansion's closed. The ghost out front should have told you for two weeks." <laughs> Like, sorry, the mansion's closed for two weeks while we clean up America's favorite family fun mansion. Like, I would be pissed off. Um, yeah. And second of all, like, uh, okay, at the risk, <laughs> at the risk of making your wife very upset with me. It's okay. I do that all the time. Um, I I can appreciate Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's not like one of my favorites. It's not something that I'm like I I'm you know I love it so much that I'm that makes me real excited. I'm like, eh, I mean, like, it's fine, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, it, to me, it's kind of blasphemous to uh, to get rid of the Haunted Mansion, even for a little bit, to make room for that and to, to, to put a uh, that coat of paint on it. I don't like that. Yeah, it, they're uh, IP, and I'm all for some kind of Nightmare Before Christmas attraction. I just don't think you should take out one of your most famous historical rides to do that. Right. That's what still boggles my mind. Is is not that brings people in during that time period? Great. Before we built a permanent nightmare Christmas attraction, why is it still taking over Haunted Mansion? Because if I go out to California, I want to go on the OG Haunted Mansion. I don't care about Jack Skellington. Right. Out of my house. Love you. <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, That's why I so, said that from yeah. over here. So as soon as I win the lottery and we do 
mm-hmm. world uh, around the world Disney Park tour. Yeah, we will start and stop in California, so we can do yeah. both versions. Just not just during. Yeah, just just yeah, only one of them during that time. We'll, we'll go one of the few weeks before they close it down, and then we'll come back around to it again. We'll yeah, changed over, uh, and in the meantime, we'll do every. I like this plan. As soon as they have a million dollars. Yeah, I like this plan, and uh, we will do a somehow, some way, we'll do a live prom episode, and it'll be great. We will stream from the park until we get kicked out. Yes, hey, I'm telling you right now, I have the app that lets me stream from the GoPro, so we could nice. uh, we could do a GoPro ride through and stream it live. I also love a picture of me and my Ghostbusters shirt on. Yeah, because here's the and and uh, you know at some point one day I'll be a real boy with a Ghostbusters work shirt and I will wear mine as well. <laughs> I might be coming soon. Oh, I don't know. Hey. Uh, so uh, and I, I covered that one the way just because it's it's a version of the mansion kind of. Um, yeah. yeah. I will quickly is uh, the Haunted Mansion in Tokyo Disney is. A carbon copy, pretty much, of the one in Florida. It did not get any of the 2007 um, refurbishment things added to it, so it's still kind of an OG Florida haunted house, but it's, it's literally the design and everything, the interior, the exterior, it's the same. Um, so we're just going to gloss over that, because nothing made to get into. The first big uh, change in Haunted Mansion comes in um, Euro Disney, a.k.a. Disneyland Paris, forget um <laughs> the disaster that was euro disney that yeah. cost us so many amazing attractions that got bumped because that park was just a black hole of money uh but first of all it is not called the haunted mansion uh they wanted to write a name that would translate directly into uh french so we have manor it's it's called a royale with cheese Yes, it is a Royale with metrics. Um, <laughs> That's what they call it in France. Because of the metric system. Uh, no, Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris. Uh, name was changed uh, for translation issues. Um, it is uh, a transition. Uh, it, it ties directly into Frontierland and the Thunder Mountain story. Ah. So the, the design is different. Um, but instead of being an old Victorian... Um, or an old uh, early American. um, uh, A a baron who got rich on gold mines uh, over at Under Mountain uh, built this lavish mansion for himself, and then the gold uh, dried up, and he went bankrupt. So the the entire town ended up getting swallowed up uh, during an earthquake, and the mansion is all that remains. And unlike the other mansions in uh, Florida and California, which Walt did not want to look decrepit and falling apart because he didn't want it to look like a stain on the rest of his pristine. Paris does intentionally look uh, derelict and decrepit and falling apart uh, because it's part of the story. So it is built to look like a a wild west era uh, torn, you know, falling apart mansion. There are some major differences in the ride itself. Uh, I don't want to get into too much into spoiler territory. Um, 
but there is a, a an entire section. The graveyard scene that we're very well familiar with does not exist in the Phantom Manor. Instead, you go through a crypt, and then you come out into, you know, the town was swallowed up by an earthquake. You come out into an entire Wild West ghost town under... What? I've watched some ride videos. It looks awesome. Uh, it's the same in Spirit. Ah. <laughs> Props to me for only using that once or twice. Um, no, it is it is completely different. Um, is it, it is an entirely different experience. I believe it does still have a stretching room to get into the attraction, but I believe the, I believe the paintings are different. I yeah. could be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of ride-throughs today. Yeah, they're all rich uh, people instead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it does not feature uh, the voiceover. Originally, the voice of the, the Phantom Manor was originally Vincent Price. Oh. That was changed when the ride went through some renovations, and it is... Uh, it's a new actor whose name I read down. I forgot now. Uh, but they, they changed the narration. It's no longer... It's Phantom Manor in a nutshell. Uh, very much... Spiritual successor to both uh, original Haunted Mansions. Uh, uh, I see I wasn't even trying that time. No, it just um, it, it is It is its own thing. Um, and it was meant to do that. It was meant to appeal to a different kind of audience um, and offer different thrills. It has a, a lot of more effects and stuff in it. It's really cool um, if you want to watch a ride through. Yeah, I'm going to especially do that, that crypt into the, the ghost town. Yeah. Is, amazing yeah i'm gonna have to watch do a, a watch through on that one because that does sound it sounds like if that was the only one that i had like i would be a little disappointed knowing what the other ones are like but <laughs> like as an alternate like that's that actually sounds pretty fun and it's also it has it's an, an entire unto itself mm-hmm. uh that i didn't touch on there's a story similar to the hana mentioned we know it involves a um a bride uh, and whose wedding was ruined by the phantom. Um, oh. the, mis- the identity of who the phantom is, is another one of those sort of hat box ghost kind of things where it, it's kind of up for debate. It's never clearly stated. It kind of leaves it up to you Billy to decide Zane. who it is. Billy Zane. <laughs> yes. It's Billy Zane. That's well, the, that's, in a that's, purple. that's the phantasm. Yeah. Billy Zane in a purple spandex suit. It is yeah. The, he's the that's the one. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it has its own lore. Ghosts, um, which, you know, another great reason. You could do lots of cool tales from the mansion um, because it's got its own uh, flavor, its own vibe to it. Really cool. Um, look it up. I want to well, ruin stuff too much, but it's... Like, I love it because it looks distinctly different, but very much in the same tone of the original. Uh our final uh, the, the old Monty Python saying and now for something completely different yeah and now for something completely different <sighs> so local customs and culture involving spirits and the afterlife there is no haunted mansion or phantom manor at all in Hong Kong Disney instead 
something new from the ground up to fit that same kind of spot, but it does not involve ghosts or spirits in any way, shape, or form. Instead, we have the Mystic Manor. Okay. Um, so no ghosts. Um, it is based on characters and settings from Adventureland. What? So Phantom Manor is set more in Frontierland. The OG ones are set uh, in between Fantasyland and Frontierland. Uh, Tokyo Disney's Haunted Mansion is set directly in Fantasyland. So each park, um, they put the the uh, the mansion in a different part of the park, and that kind of skews the theming to it. So Mystic Manor is is set on Adventureland. Um, thing Jungle Cruise and Tiki Room. Henry Mystic was a great explorer and collector who built Mystic Manor uh, to house his great collection. To visit uh, the Mystic Manor and see Henry Mystic's great collection. He has just acquired Chanted Music Box that he warns you don't touch. Uh, we're not quite sure what exactly it does yet. Uh, according to legend, some bad things could happen. So, while he's leaving the room to escort you to the next part of the mansion, um, his pet monkey, Albert, opens the transforms every inanimate object in the house now comes to And you are on a breakneck tour slash escape of the manor, trying to find the music box and set everything back before Henry Mystic knows what's going on. Uh, and that is, in a nutshell, Mystic. Uh, and as much as Phantom Manor is a whole new animal, completely ground up a different, uh, to the point that it doesn't even use the Doom Buggy People Mover system. Trackless Ride, uh, which is the first of its kind for a Disney park. You know what it sounds an awful lot like? What's that? And I know you're going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what they used it for. <laughs> okay. uh, it sounds a lot like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Operation Breakout, or whatever you know. Called. Not, not unlike, yeah. Because it's like you go to the collector's thing, you go to the collector's house, and or his like showing off of stuff, and mm -hmm. the guardians, except for Rocket, are captured, and Rocket, you know, goes through, and he'll, you help Rocket break everybody out, and then you have to escape. Um, it sounds like very, very similar to that. You know, you're not wrong. And I would be surprised if some of those animatronic skeletons may have been. Because uh, Albert the monkey, very similar inside. Like as, um, as you were describing yeah. that, I was like, that's the guardians of the galaxy ride. Like that's mm -hmm. like 90% the way it is, but you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, but you're right. Uh, as far as concept goes, very, uh, again, now if you look up photos of Phantom Manor and Mystic Manor and the other mansions, they all have a very unique, uh, architectural design to them. The Mystic Manor, I don't know how to describe it. It just looks, uh, crazy. Uh, it looks like something an eccentric, rich, and, uh, explorer would build for himself. <laughs> Um, it does also feature, um, it sadly does not have, um, um, 
um, was over from very new oh, ride. That's bullshit. Um, it does, however, feature an entire new theme scored by Danny Elfman. Ooh, I mean, he's no Randy Newman, but. Danny Elfman is not so bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it also has. <laughs> it has direct references to the Chanky Room uh, and a few other. Hub, which is something we'll get into on a future episode. Um, but yeah, it is it is the Adventureland version of a hunter. In the same way that the Phantom Manor is the Frontierland version of the Haunted Mansion. Right. Huh. Yeah. That's your video. Really? So those are some other versions of the Haunted Mansion that uh, you can go check out. I like the fact, and I appreciate the fact that, with the exception of uh, the one that's the carbon copy, uh, everyone is just uh, there's just a little bit of difference, and there's just enough different to uh, to kind of make it special for that one park. Uh, I, I really like how they do that. How it's like the the essence is the same, but there's just the little mm-hmm. tweaks, whether it be for space or whether it be for local culturization. Uh, there's just a little bit of difference, which is what makes it fun. As soon as I hit the lottery, that's <laughs> how I'm going to celebrate. As I'm going to take a month, and then I'm just going to visit every single Disney park, uh, and and just go. That's a. To and put, you are invited with me as soon as I went. Uh, going the guest list. Going. That's right. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do a live park hopping from every single one, and what we like uh, and don't like about each one. Or Tokyo one. Disney still has a twenty thousand. Zero. Oh. Need to get there before that changes. Yeah, because you know. So I'm pretty sure they do. You, At the time of this recording, yeah. I'm pretty sure they still do. You know that Disney loves to change shit around. Yeah, and it, it, the rates are going with, again, changing everything over to. Uh, if you don't believe that, just look at Epcot. The. So that's going to look. Uh, I can pretty damn well guarantee you there will be a haunted mansion or a haunted mansion equivalent in every Disney park because it is a cornerstone. Well, yeah, and rightfully so because it's awesome. And it's it's one of the – like Disney has always had this fun – like – uh, like uh, this fun kind of eccentric over the top relationship with Halloween and with scary stuff. Uh, like they, what was it that was, um, they did this and I still have it. Uh, I have a copy of it somewhere. Um, but it's that, uh, they did this Disney like Halloween hits or something like that. And it was like, uh, Disney characters, Set, like and it was like music videos, but there was all like Disney cartoons underneath them, and um, it was hosted by the uh, the mirror on the wall. Oh God, yeah, I remember those. And 
And um, that was like an early Disney Channel yeah, show. Yeah, they were just yeah. like recycling old cartoons and stuff, but they, they yeah. were introduced by the uh, the mirror. Yeah, right. And, and so like they've always had like this weird kind of fun Halloween connection that I've always really liked and appreciated. And and so the haunted mansion is just another natural um, arm of that. So. Yeah, I gotta remember what those are called. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up because now it's gonna bother me. Um, because it's a real thing, and let's see, <laughs> Disney. Well, that's um, there's also been Disney has a pretty long history of scary attractions. Um, the Snow White attraction at Disneyland and oh, Disney yeah. World. Uh, scared, scared the piss out of kids. Uh, that's going to be our first t-shirt. Um, <laughs> in the Disney font, scared the piss out of kids. Yeah, the, 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 the kids, uh, to the point that it's, it's now renamed pictures of Snow White or something like that. Uh, like scary is in the title to, to warn parents, hey, this is coming. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which doesn't exist anymore, but at one point, you know, that was a ride where you literally get into an accident, and part of the ride is you driving through hell at Disney. Yeah, um, place for all the kids. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, for everybody playing at home, Disney Monster Hits is what that was called. Uh, the there you Hall- go. The Halloween version um, that they played. It was hosted by the Magic Mirror on the Wall. And the mirror yeah. would introduce cartoons that were basically like they would be played as music videos over. Uh, they had like Bad Moon Rising and Thriller and Ghostbusters was one. And like they, they would do them for like just regular non Halloween themed music throughout the year. But then on Halloween, they always did a Halloween special and it was mm-hmm. Disney Monster Hits was the uh, the Halloween one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's a blast from the past, huh? <sighs> Full versions are available on YouTube if you can get to them before the copyright strikes start to hit. <laughs> so you know, the, the the mouse is swinging some, some uh, copyright strikes, but you might be able to find some on there. But uh, no, and uh, it's also a huge congratulations to the Haunted Mansion for being... More or less the same for 50 years. That's a huge Mm -hmm. accomplishment for uh, a theme park ride or just an attraction. Uh, 50 years is a long, long time, and it says a lot about the the staying power. It's a big testament um, to the Haunted Mansion. That uh, fifty years this past August, so we're we're uh, and and still going strong. Favorite part of the Disney, and uh, it was fun going through this together. Right, like it, it was, it was uh, like because I, I learned some stuff that I didn't know about the history of it and some of the other versions, um, and it's it's you know to to appreciate what that ride went through, you know, in its evolutionary process, um, in order to become the ride that we know and love today. 
man, it, it's a the, the Wikipedia entry is a really interesting read, and if you really want to know like the real nuts and bolts of from concept to creation, I mean, you could spend a day, you could spend a couple days just reading that Wikipedia and learning all kinds of stuff about um, all the different elements to it. And, uh, there's a, the haunted mansion, re- uh, subreddit people post all kinds of like that video. There's a video that's out. That's like a, um, when it's first being made, it's like during mm-hmm. the building process hosted by a young Kurt Russell. Yes. Uh, that is a really interesting look at the creation process of the haunted mansion and it's like it's a super cool time capsule just to see you know and that's also if you watch that special i think one of the few images right through the mansion i might yeah. be wrong on that and it's uh, but yeah it's uh and if you're going to look up youtube stuff about the mansion uh-huh. i have to do a shout out one of the coolest fan films yes. i've ever seen yeah um do yourself a favor if you're a haunted mansion fan Go to YouTube and type in Missing in the Mansion. Okay, 100% fan. It is shot primarily, not entirely, primarily, and with no permission. Story of a, a group of people riding on the mansion, and some stuff happens. I don't want to say any more, uh, but really amazing. It's a short film. It's like 10 minutes. Great effects, great storytelling in a short amount of time. Um, there was that uh, shitty movie, Escape from Tomorrow, um, which is about like supposed to be like a horror movie um, about you know Disneyland urban legends, and it was shot entirely on the park uh, without permission, and it got all kinds of great press and whatnot. Uh, that movie is dog shit. Yeah. Watch Missing in the Mansion. It does all that stuff a hundred times better, and it's uh, it's only like ten minutes instead of ninety minutes. So there you go. Yeah, missing in the mansion is great. The other movie is what we lovingly refer to as the drizzling shits um, <laughs> because it's it's crap. Um, yeah, and- but yeah, check it out. Uh, it's it's so good, and if you really enjoy, I do believe on the the Dawes Brothers D A W S Brothers YouTube's. There's a uh, series of how we made it videos. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's, uh, there's yeah. a making of that's like if, if you watch it and you really like it uh, and you you're just can't figure out how they did some of that stuff, um, the behind the scenes, like the making of, is very informative. And it's a little surprising because you realize uh, um, like when there's cast member involvement, and uh, other little touches, how much of that's actually real and how much of it's not. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes along with it, and it almost feels like there's a little bit of Disney magic in it, whether it's official or not. Uh, so. I feel like Disney was there <clears throat> in spirit. There it is. I'll see. <sighs> Yeah, check that out. It's awesome. Um, and there's lots of other fan. Senator. 
Don't watch the Eddie Murphy one. Watch no, all of don't watch that shit. Um, yeah, watch, you know, histories of the ride or just fun facts about the ride or just, yeah, stick with the ride. Don't don't worry about that movie. <laughs> just forget that movie ever exists. And while we're on the subject of fan film, plug for the Bamba, if I'm allowed to. Yeah, you sure can. Okay. Uh, we We have got to, right now, if you go to our Facebook page. Right now. Uh, right now, which is Talk Nerdy to Me Show. Yeah, um, Facebook.com slash Talk Nerdy, the number two, me show. We are doing a little bit of a, uh, I don't, not really a contest, some no. fan interaction. Yeah. So yeah. if you listen to the show at all, you've heard us talk about uh, an abomination of a fan film. <laughs> uh, a pile of good intentions that yeah. never got off the ground. Uh, back in oh. Four, yeah, five, yeah, four, I think. Yeah, it was oh four. Myself and the late great Compromise Kemp (laughs) got together and shot a little movie called Michael versus the Ghostbusters. Um, Yeah, it's as batshit crazy as that title makes it sound. Uh, Again, a pile of good intentions. Made by shot on on camcorders uh, from some production students who had had one production class up to that point. Um, but we sure had fun making it. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch on the show and in passing and reference. The deal. The only way you can see it right now is if you come over to my apartment, get me drunk, and convince me to pop in my DVD copy. <sighs> so, in lieu of that, yeah, uh, we're doing. Likewise, here we have a post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Captain Chris. Yeah, uh, he's a bit more lightweight though. So, he, uh, but he true. he gets naked faster. So you got to deal with that. That's true. It, there's pros and cons, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um. So if you go to our page yep. and see our post about, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, for every five likes, yep, we will post an image from the film. For every share, we will post from. The if we hit 100 yes. on either or both of those, yep. entire movie on Halloween, that is in its entirety, all 90 minutes. It's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Oh, that was long. Okay, yeah, there you go. Almost an hour. Of, it just yeah. feels like 90 minutes. Yeah, it really does. It really <laughs> does feel like a six-hour yeah. movie. Um, we can't make fun of ourselves. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it's something, all right. I mean, you're going to watch it, and you're going to go, yeah, they tried hard. Um, <laughs> they sure did try to get something off the ground. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, there's a post up right now. Um, we're working on making it the uh, the pinned post for the month because the, the, it runs all of October, which scares me a little because uh, first day. <laughs> Yeah, the first day alone, it's got 20 likes, but I feel like it's 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 gassing out now, so it, we, it might not make it. Um, but yeah, so uh, every every five likes is a still shot. Every share is like a few seconds of video, so you can kind of you know get a sense of how it goes. Uh, and it's it's getting it's getting a little traction. We're gonna see what happens as we continue on in the month of October. But uh, no matter what happens. 
whether that ha- that comes out or uh, or not. Uh, Talk Nerdy to Me has a few special. We love Halloween time. We love October. So there's uh, there's going to be some Halloween special stuff coming. Uh, so stay tuned for all of that over on our uh, sister program. Or I guess this is the sister. Pro- I don't know how it works. I don't know. Our parent program? There, that's the one. Sure. Uh, I don't know how all of this stuff works. I don't know if these podcasts <laughs> have genders or relationships with other. I don't know how it all works. I'm part of the Talk Nerdy to Me family of programming. <laughs> the Talk Nerdy to Me podcasting universe. There it is. That's the one. And uh, so, yeah, go check that out. And, um, and, uh, if you ha- if you don't listen to Talk Nerdy to Me, then how did you find us? And go listen to that show too. I have a lot of questions for you. I have so many. So. Well, I do believe that concludes the part. Yeah. So uh, everybody, remain in your doom buggies, and we will uh, lower your safety bars or raise your safety bars so you can leave. Uh, and make sure to watch your step as you exit your doom buggy. And And remember this, this podcast has no doors and no windows, which leaves you this rightful conundrum. Way out!